It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. The pains of life. They are so real, aren't they? Sometimes the pain can just overcome us day after day after day, and we don't even want to get up. We don't even want to move. We don't even want to go to work. We don't want to have conversations with the people that love us. We just want the pain to go away. And why won't it go away? Today, I am going to address the pains of life for the believers and for the non-believers. Because as a believer, God has given you and I the solutions to all the pains in our life. I'll go into a little more depth in that today during my monologue. You don't want to miss that. But first, I've asked my good friend, spiritual coach, Gary Lane from Atlanta, Georgia, to join me today and talk about the pains of life. Hello, Gary. How are you? I'm great, Ron. Nice to talk with you again. Today, I want to talk about the pains of life. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. And I, I think a lot of times what we believe is if we do all the right things, we should not experience any pain. And so I think we actually delude ourselves or maybe Satan is deluding us to believe that if, you just, if you're just good enough, then everything will be fine. Everything will be great. The opposite of what God says, you will encounter tribulation in this world, but it's okay. I'm with you. Then that brings up this question. Why does he allow us to go through this pain? I got to be honest. I learned the most through my failures, not my successes. And so I think testing of our faith is the thing that produces uh, endurance or or the ability to experience peace in a very non-peaceful environment. I think he wants us to show that with him, we're able to overcome things that happen to us with God we're able to have the strength and endurance to go through things. I was writing a blog this morning that will go out in a couple of weeks, and I put a statement in there that said that you can never enjoy success in life without failures and setbacks. My greatest time of learning in life has always been through the obstacles. I, I didn't like it, but I knew that I would come away stronger, wiser, If you want to build muscle, you have to break down your existing muscle. You have to try to lift weight more than you can lift so that your body gets stronger. If uh, if I said, oh, I want to be able to lift 500 pounds, but but I only ever want to try to, I'm only going to grow by by, uh, lifting five-pound weights. But eventually, if I lift five-pound weights enough, then I'll be able to lift 500 pounds. It's not going to work. I have to lift five pounds, then 10 pounds, and 10 pounds is hard, and then I get to 20. And so it goes, and I have to build up. And so I think we think maybe we're in a generation that thinks everything should be given to them now. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's life. And I don't think that's Christianity. I think God says, I will be your source of strength as you go through things that require strength. And if I try to do it on my own, yeah, I'm going to fail because I'm going to run out of, I'm going to run out of strength. I'm going to run out of, of uh, uh, mental capacity to face the challenge and get past it. You know, Gary, I learned that as long as I am focused on God and doing the things that he calls me to do, 
it seems like it creates its own inspiration, its own motivation. As long as I'm focused on God and looking at situations, try to be a little more uh, reactive, I mean, uh, proactive instead of reactive, it it helps me get through my days a lot better. And I see a lot of things that are coming my way in advance and I know how to deal with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think you were just saying kind of in a really uh, modern way, Proverbs, which says that don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God and he, he will direct your path. So it's that acknowledgement. You're getting up in the morning and saying, thank you, God, that I'm still alive, that I'm still breathing. You did nothing to keep yourself alive during the night. You just prayed that your heart kept beating and your lungs kept breathing and all that functioned while your body was asleep. You were you were unconscious or in some dreamland somewhere. And then you woke up and there's a new day and the sun's up and it's either rainy or sunshine. But you need to be able to say, wow, thank you, God, that I'm still here and that you're here for me and you're with me. And so even as I walk through these terrible things, whatever the whatever the pain in my life is, I know you're going to be with me in that pain. And I know that you understand my pain because that's what we're really looking for, Ron. We're looking for somebody that understands us and, yeah. and we look for people to get us. And here's Jesus saying, look, you want to know, uh, you, you think uh, you're getting rejected? I know rejection. You think you're getting abused? I know abuse. If you think you're getting wrongly accused, I know wrongly accused. So every situation, every, every temptation that comes upon you that you're, you're tempted to say, oh, I can't do this. There's an opportunity to say, God, how did you, how did you get through this? Show me how you got through this. And he'll say, thank you for asking. Here's some advice and here's some wisdom for you. So he is our strength and our shield throughout the day. So I think that's what you said. Gary, it seems like now everything is at a supersonic speed. You can watch the news in the morning, and by the time you get home, it's a whole new other dilemma out there. I think it's important as believers is to limit what we allow through our mind because that stuff, the world, let's just face it, it's very overwhelming. It can really wreak havoc in our life because you can have a day of hope and feel good listening to this podcast and all of a sudden you go home and mm-hmm. watch the news and you're ready to go jump off the bridge. Yeah, I think, I think again, Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. You're going to have trials. You're going to have problems in this world. What's happened now is, uh, is that, like you said, that's a word. I love that word, supersonic. I mean, it's happening so fast right now. So, yeah, limiting our, limiting our uh, uh, exposure. I, I don't need to know everything that's happening in everyone's life. I don't need to know um, everything that's happening around the world. Uh, I can get a weekly dose of the news. That's just fine. Um, I mean, I've stopped watching news pretty much altogether. I read maybe a couple of newspaper articles, but um, it, it's overwhelming. And that's what happens. We get overwhelmed. And then we start to believe and Satan whispers in our head. Yeah, it's, it's useless. It's hopeless. There's no, there's no fixing this. You might as well just resign yourself to, uh, uh, Epicureanism, which is, you know, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. And and so social media and the news cycle is so fast, and there's so much that it overwhelms us, and we lose our hope. And I think that's where Jesus comes in. He's like, you know, be still and know that I am God. And I think there's a lot in that. Just be still. Slow down. Take a breath. It's okay. Well, I think if anyone listening right now could snap their fingers and all the problems in the world would go away, 
that would not remove the hell in their life. A lot of times they want to change the world when really what they should be doing is looking in the mirror and changing themselves of how they react to what they see in the world. What are they doing with their life? We are banking on the decisions of leaders across the world to give us hope and give us peace and give us that fuzzy warm feeling when we've got to clean up our own house before we worry about trying to change the whole world. You know, it's interesting. That's such a great point. Um, Jesus, when he was before Pilate, uh, Jesus was asked by Pilate, are you, are you a king? Is this your kingdom? And Jesus kind of looked at him and said, this isn't my kingdom. Because if this was my kingdom, my people would be fighting. And so we're not fighting. So this is not my kingdom. And we have to realize we are not in our kingdom. This world belongs to the enemy. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, he said, look, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of this. So he thought he owned this world. And so I think Jesus did too. It's like Satan is the, is the, is the temporary holder of the ownership of this world. And so when we start to believe that the world needs to change so that I'll be okay, there's a fancy word in psychiatry that we use in, in, in therapy. It's called codependency. I'm dependent on the world to make me feel better. And, and really what we need is dependency on Jesus Christ in our life to, to be our strength. I can do all things, the Bible says, through Christ who strengthens me. Not the world or not more money, and that's what I mean by the world. When I can know peace, I can, I can experience joy. When I know peace, I can experience love. And so peace is, is what people are looking for. And this, my wife said this perfectly, this is a very insecure world we live in. And so we're looking for security in an insecure world. And we're never going to find it Amen. except through Jesus Christ. Amen. Gary, right after the break, I want to talk about one of my favorite characters in the Bible, Joseph. I want to talk about his faithfulness. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. This is scary. Hey, look who I ran into, folks. Nancy Stafford from Matlock. Hey. And I'm going to ask her, Nancy, how do you get the hell out of your life? That's a very good question. We all need to get the hell out of our life. And it really starts with our self-talk. It starts with getting the whispers and the lies of the enemy of our soul out of our minds, refreshing and renewing our minds like Paul talks about over and over again. He says, take our thoughts captive and renew our minds with the truth. So in my view... It's achieved by getting rid of the lies that we believe that sometimes we've grown up with and they've just become second nature to us. Replace those lies. It's not enough just to get rid of the lies. We have to replace them with the truth of what God says in his word. And if we do that over and over every day, we just get deeper and deeper and deeper into truth. The lies don't have any room anymore. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Thanks. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Welcome back, listeners. 
Yes, Lauren Daigle. I love that song, Trust in You. My guest today is Gary Lane, and we're talking about the pains of life. In my monologue, in just a little bit, I'm going to go into a little more depth about what we as believers can do to get rid of the pains in our life. But first, Gary, I was telling you before the break, one of my favorite stories is the story of Joseph. You know, he went through a lot of things with Potiphar's wife, trying to seduce him or Mm -hmm. the people in prison. And so no matter what pains of life, we have to remain faithful to believing and trusting God is going to get us through it, right? Uh, I think if I change that word from faithful to trust, it's like Joseph trusted God. Job trusted God. David facing Goliath trusted God that he would take him through these situations. And if, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there were some young men who were told they had to bow down and worship the king's idol. And if they didn't bow down and worship the king's idol, the king said, I'm going to throw you in this fire. And they're like, look, dude, you you know, you can throw us in the fire and we can die, but we're not going to bow down and worship your idol. And so he threw him in the fire. And, uh, you know, God was in a fire with them and they came out and that was a great testimony. So there was a trust level there. And I think that's where we need to work on understanding. I don't know that we can, we can, I think we need to ask God to give us the ability to be faithful. It's his strength and it's his power but to trust him that no matter what's going on right now, God sees you. He knows your situation. He knows, and he's just looking to you and asking you, he's really asking us, will you trust me with this situation? And, and that's when the, that's when the hope and the peace come. I just had to have a meeting, a very hard meeting with about, Oh, I don't know, 75, 80 people who were very angry uh, about a certain situation that I was involved in. And I had to go and, and represent in, in that meeting. And I was like, I could have been so anxious and so scared about that meeting. And I was like praying before the meeting and praying days and days before the meeting. It's like, God, you know, this meeting's coming up. You know what people were going to say. You know how that's going to make me feel. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I'm going to want to react to that. But Father, I pray that you would give me wisdom and peace to handle it in a calm and and in almost like a godlike way that says I understand. Yeah. And so that's that's the trust that we need to give to God for that daily walk. And and you can apply it to anything. If you've got a lunch meeting with your boss, like God, I do not know what's gonna happen in this lunch meeting with my with my boss, but I know you do and I trust you with the outcome of this meeting. Whatever that pain is in your life, if you would just say, God, I'm gonna trust you. You, you give him that trust and let him do his thing because God works miracles every day when we let him. The thing is, Gary, every time we trust him and he comes through, it builds more and more confidence. That's exactly right. That's the building up of our faith that he does for us, of the building of our trust. Yes, he's trustworthy. Life has taught me that we can never walk on water if we won't get out of the boat. See, a lot of people won't get out of the boat. They won't trust God. So they kind of lay this lay back in life and they're hoping life comes to them. But I have found Mm -hmm. out that life, we have to go to it. A lot of people want to do things for God, but they're waiting for God to do everything for them. It doesn't work that way. We have to trust him and we have to move forward and we can't slow down and stop. But it comes back to trusting God, because if we are pursuing him at full force and we trust him, he will open doors and opportunities that we can't even imagine, but they're not going to 
happen without that trust. That's so right. There's a saying that uh, if you want to learn something new, read an old book. Um, and there's a book written called Ad- Addicted to Mediocrity. And we've, we've sort of let ourselves just be like, eh, whatever. But it's like you say, with, with, with fearless abandon, we should go after the passion that God has put in our heart and trust him instead of trying to manipulate the situation. Well, how could I get him on my side or how could I get them on my side or how could I get this to happen and that to happen? Instead of trying to balance the outcome, you have to, you have to, or, or manage the outcomes. You have to walk step by step in the, in the passion that God has put in your heart, trusting that he will open and close the doors. And if you're hitting your head against the door, you're like, well, I still feel this is the right way that God's calling me to go. Then keep knocking on that door. But you don't have to manipulate the situation or manipulate people. You're trying to manage an outcome. And that leads to so much anxiety. Instead of saying, I'm going after the passion that God has put in my heart. I don't see how this is even possible. But I just know it's what God has put in my heart. And I am walking into it as fast and as furiously as I can. And I'm trusting God with the outcome and the resources. And it's, it's, again, trust. Again, if God could come into our living rooms and show us full high definition, our life, if we trust Mm. him, we would probably have a hard time believing it because we would say, wow, I couldn't do that or I couldn't do that. I don't see that happening. We will never know what God has for us if we're waiting to have that revelation in advance because we probably wouldn't even believe it because what God has for us is so far above what we can even comprehend. But if we're willing to take that step day by day, we begin to enter into new territory and new things and we see things. We see people different. We see opportunities and we start saying, wow. This world's a little different since I started trusting God. Things are actually happening for me instead of to me. Yes, you are so right in that. You know, I'm, I'm getting older and I need I need glasses now to make, to make things come into focus. And so I think so many times we have blinders on or, or we have the wrong lenses on our eyes and so we can't see clearly. And so I think it's exactly what you said. If we start seeing things as, as God is for us and he wants to, be on our side and he wants it, but sometimes we limit him. I think if God is sitting on the couch, we'd give him three reasons why it can't happen yeah. and why it's not <laughs> happening. And he'd be like, Oh, okay. So you don't trust that I could fix that for you? Yeah. You're like, Well, yeah, I, I trust that you could fix it, but I mean, I don't see any way how you could. Yeah. It's like we almost would argue with God about it. he couldn't do that for us. I think the Bible says, Pace and see. Basically, trust me and see how it goes. I think I made someone a little upset the other day. They were telling me about all these problems they have uh, going on in their life. And I said, so how long have you been going to church? Oh, I've been going to church over 25 years. Uh, I said, well, are you reading the book? You know, if we haven't figured it out after 25 years sitting in the church every single Sunday, (laughs) I doubt we're going to ever figure it out. Yeah, and that's why my ministry is called Functional Christianity. It's like, how do we walk it out? Because we sit in church and then it doesn't work for us. But it's because we're not actually applying the truths that are either being taught or what the Bible says. You're so right on that. We think it's the religious things that take us to the next level. And it's really the relationship things that take us to the next level. 
I believe we are living in the greatest time ever. I don't care what the news shows. This is the time where God's children, the world may be getting darker, but God's children that will trust him, our lights getting brighter and brighter and lightness will scatter the darkness. So Mr. Encouragement, tell us some good words. I would tell your listeners that, that we live in a world that's very insecure. There's no guarantee of anything anymore. It's like um, a pursuit of happiness, maybe, but it depends on where you live. And so that doesn't even preach well in other countries. So I have to say to myself, this world is not my home. This world is not for me, but God is for me. I'm going to look to him, the author and perfecter of my faith, and I'm going to allow him to manage the situations for me and reduce the pressure and stress on myself. I'm going to take my cares, my anxiety, my fears, and I'm going to hand them to him. I would put them on a pad of paper and hand that pad of paper to Jesus and say, you know what? Here are my insecurities. Here are my failures. Here are my, my oh, just the things that hurt me, my pains. And I'm going to give those to you. And I'm going to allow you to manage them for me so that I can rest and enjoy my day, so that I can enjoy myself, so that I can enjoy my family so I can enjoy my relationships because that's all we have in this world, relationships. And they're the number one thing. So let your insecurities go, give them to the Father, and enjoy making good relationships with people. Amen. And listeners, you can get more wisdom and information at Gary's website. It's uh, functionalchristianity.com. That is correct. Gary, always a pleasure to visit with you. I'm fired up and uh, ready to go get a high-definition TV and put it in my living room and hope Jesus pops through it. <laughs> he does. He does. There's so many good opportunities if, if we look through those lenses. And the, the high-definition life is there, Ron. It is. It really people is. are missing it. Amen, brother. Hey, thanks, Gary. God bless you, brother. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Friends, my monologue next. You can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. You can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. The pains of life are very real. And many of you Christians are going through some serious pains in life. I read the post on Facebook. I see the people begging for relief from God. And then I think of the last three words Jesus said on earth. It is finished. What is finished? What he came to do. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, he removed all of our sins, past, present, and future. He erased all the guilt, all the condemnation. There is no condemnation in Christ. A lot of the pains that are in believers' lives can be traced back to not really believing they've been forgiven or still carrying guilt or shame from the past. And then comes the next thing that, well, I'm not really worthy of it, or maybe God is punishing me. Friends, I'm so sorry if you believe that, because the finished works of Christ have set you free. You are a new person in Christ. The old person, the old self that was born through Adam is gone. You now have a spiritual birth through Jesus Christ. 
when he came into your life, he gave you a whole new identity. You are a child of God, forgiven, loved, and now have access to the same resurrection power that rose Christ from the dead. After all, Jesus is living inside of you. He is interceding on your behalf. So what he is going to say to you when you are begging him, he's going to whisper to you saying, it is finished. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You see, we see the pains and the suffering and the things that we're going through, and they are very, very real to us. But what is even more real is that when we recognize that we have been set free, when we begin to really, really, truly believe that I am forgiven, I have no more guilt, I have no more shame, I don't have to dance through hoops. I don't have to do certain actions to be blessed by God. I am blessed, period, because I have believed by faith in Jesus Christ. Friends, this is your time to walk in the finished works of Jesus Christ. There is nothing you can do anymore. He's done it all. He is finished. Today is your day to once and for all believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Begin to believe, seeing yourself free, pain-free. You've got to change your thought life and don't beg God. Ask God for the wisdom. Ask God to help you see the power that you have within you. Friends, this is our time. We don't have to settle for the pains in life. As a believer, we are free. But friends, you can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. Today's your day to get out of the boat and believe once and for all the last three words that Jesus said, it is finished and go and become everything that he is trying to help you become. You are an overcomer. You are a winner through Jesus Christ. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to him. Now, back to Ron. I do believe that today's show has given someone some hope. You know, this ministry exists to help people experience the hope and encouragement found in God's grace by assisting people just like you to embrace the finished work of Christ, walk in their new identity, and enjoy the freedom from lifeless religion. That's our mission, and I love you, God loves you, and it is an awesome world out there when we get out of the boat and begin to walk on water. Share this program and check out my website, thepromoter.org, for a brand new resource, an 18-page free download on the power of faith. Join me next time on another awesome episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life.
Get the Hell Out of Your Life is produced by Ron Myers Productions and is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 260 vendors from all over the United States, November 10th through the 12th, inside the Coast Convention Center, located on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. If you would like to share your story of God's amazing grace or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.